like who actually enjoys the McRib? Have you ever you ever had a McRib? It's disgusting. I'm not at all. I am not at all at all a fan of McRib. However, I went to McDonald's recently, and like there was like I'd say like seventy five percent of the people had two McRibs in front of them. <laughs> I'm not, and, and I'm, this is no exaggeration. I went during lunchtime, and the place was packed, and freaking everyone had a McRib. Season two, episode six of the Filmed Insert podcast, the podcast where we talk about music videos, and to just take it to the next level, we talk to actual people who are making music videos and people who are in the music video industry. So you hear it right from the people that are making this stuff day in and day out. Um, so this is a next level podcast. In case you were wondering, like if you're new to the podcast, first few seconds of it, you're like. It's a next level podcast. I wonder. I don't want to get into it if it's not next level. This is a it next is. level podcast. This isn't like Tim, is. this isn't like Tim Heidecker level, like on cinema level. But we're working toward that. Um, if you ever ever diligently ever diligently, if you haven't heard on cinema, then I highly recommend going and subscribing to it on iTunes. Tim Heidecker and uh, Greg Turkington, I believe. I'm not really sure. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about music videos and we also talk about how much we love Tim Heidecker's other podcasts. Right. We're trying to keep people away from this podcast. So how you doing, Doug? Uh, I'm doing really great. Good. Exceptionally well. Well, we have a... Um, I'm excited about this week's interview. Robbie Starbuck, music video director. He's a little bit out of our wheelhouse with the type of music videos he directs. They're very heavy metal. Um... Uh, I guess we're more uh, hip hop and, uh, and other things like that, but the music videos are are really interesting, really great, and uh, it's a great interview. But f- before that, we, as always, we waste your time talking about other things, and we also waste your time talking about how hip hop we are. We're very. This is a bit like. Well, you are. Very, you you listen to a lot of hip hop. You is you. Uh, no. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm. J- I'm j- okay, hold on. People who are. Doug edits the podcast, so he can't. uh, He might edit this out. But when Doug was in like fifth grade, he had like the um, uh, Shaq like rap CD. If you don't know, like Shaq had like a rap CD that he it was like a whole CD of him rapping, (laughs) and Doug owned it. Uh, Not only that, I had like they weren't CDs; they were cassette tapes. First of all, let's clarify. And uh, yeah, it's several of them, and uh, I still to this day remember the lyrics. Especially to the one about his dad. He's got he's got a rap to his dad. Yeah, like not it's not his biological father. Hmm. Biological father left me in the cold when a few months old. I thought a child was greater than gold, but I guess not. You brought me to this world, but you're not my dad. Messing around with them drugs made my mom's mad. Yeah, he's dope. Shaq was. Shaq was dope. R.I.P. Shaq's rap career. You didn't know that I was going to bust out with the lyrics, and you you also didn't know that I was going to leave it in the podcast. You were sure that I was going to edit it out, but it uh, stayed. Uh, well, I'll, you just heard it. 
Well, let's talk about the. Let's talk about we our top the topic at hand for today. Oh, it's not Shaq music videos. No, it's not Shaq music uh, videos. It's something possibly even more exciting. And uh, in my music video watching lately, there's been some objects that have popped up uh, frequently, and those are everybody's favorite puppets, the Muppets. Doug, you might. There's a movie coming out. I don't know when it's coming out. We sound like on cinema right now. I don't know when it's coming out, but it's coming. No, out it's soon. coming out November twenty third. You guys. Wow. That's that's soon. I, I thought it was a while. It was a while. No, ago. it's soon. It was Jason Siegel's dream to make this movie come true. In case you didn't know huh. about Jason Siegel's dreams. Well, he's making his dream come true, and uh, OK Go did a version of the Muppet Show uh, theme song, and they did one of their. It's probably one of those instances where like there's executives are like, we need a viral video, and they did a music video for um, the Muppet Show theme theme song with the Muppets. Um, and you know, it might not be obvious just offhand, but the Muppets have sort of interesting history with music videos going way, way back. Um, you know, you might remember, I remember watching the original Muppet show on like Nick at Night in the nineties. Muppets are old. They're, um, uh, I gotta start over. Muppets, the Muppets have been around for a while. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I do. And I was just gonna let you go. Yeah, just 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 let me just keep going. Um, right. And uh, they've done like actual music video parodies before. Family Guy was doing music video parodies before any other like con- cartoon show was doing you know straight up music video parodies. Uh, the Muppets were doing some fun stuff, such as uh, the Muppets uh, Bohemian Rhapsody video, which is pretty classic. Classic. It is uh, a shot for shot remake of the classic uh queen bohemian rhapsody video down to the four you know members of the band in the beginning in the triangle pattern it's uh gonzo and three of the chickens um it's just a great (laughs) it's a really funny video i'm watching it right now um and then we've got stuff like have you seen the they did the she drives me crazy the fine young cannibals uh video with of course kermit and miss piggy of course, who doesn't remember that one? Um, I, I like I like when like they would uh, when they would like do the live performances of you know the band with Animal and uh, I should know the name of the band. It's something crazy though, um, and they like I remember them like re like performing like Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover, and then Paul Simon, right? And then later on, Paul Simon would like, and he would also perform it. I mean Muppets. Well, they're everywhere. They're in all sorts of uh, all sorts of mediums. The one uh, when pe- people say Muppets in music videos, often the one that comes to mind almost immediately is the um, "Keep Fishing" video from uh, two thousand one, where the members of by Weezer, the members of the band Weezer, were actually on the set of the uh, the uh, the Muppet Show. And they did a sort of like a little skit before the music video. A whole it was kind of like a just a few minutes, kind of like a mini episode. But they had the whole all the Muppets, um, and that's something they did, they haven't really done before, or uh, maybe they have done before. But we haven't been able to find it. Um, but it turned out to be a really interesting music video because during the actual um, performance of it, the Muppets are the backup singers, of course. 
Um, and they have all these little kind of fun interactions with the band, band members. They, uh, um, you know, Brian Bell, Bell is trying to hit them, you know, the Muppets on the head with his guitar, the head of his guitar. Um, and Rivers Cuomo, who is kind of like this very shy guy, shy persona on stage, has the Muppets, you know, leaning on his, uh, you know, leaning on his shoulder and stuff like that. And it's kind of has some sweet moments beyond just, you know, hates the Muppets. And it's kind of funny that they're kind of hanging around and doing their little backup vocals. Uh, I like sweet. I'm a fan of sweet moments and the Muppets are full of them. They are full of them. And they had, uh, they had the two cranky old puppets at the end too, which I enjoyed. They're, they're, uh, it's sweet how cranky they are though. That music video, by the way, was directed by, um, uh, Marcos Siega. Represent uh, for Marcos. Uh, do you think that um, you think that the Muppets are are viral video gold? I think they are. I mean, just just look at how they're kind of uh, marketing the new Muppets movie. It's very um, it's sort of like how they're marketing the McRib. They're they're saying like you you love this don't you 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 like hipsters and all you kids you love the, the Muppets, not because you haven't been able you you couldn't wait for this to be back right you are the showing, McRibs and the Muppets the McRib you're showing your friends on, on the you're on the plane going to your honeymoon you don't give shit about your honeymoon yeah you you're facebooking it up right you're facebooking your McRibs. And it's always sort of it's sort of like a, they're trying to create a self fulfilling prophecy where they're um, uh, where they're saying you know aren't right the Muppets are the cool hipster thing I mean they're nothing new they've been around for a while but you know everybody loves them they're lovable I think what is part of the reason is if you go on YouTube there are t- so many there are hundreds and hundreds of these Muppet like mashups uh, with like Kermit and all the different Muppets. My favorite one being uh, Kermit Sings Hurt, which is a parody of the Johnny Cash Hurt song, which is Johnny Cash covering Nine Inch Nails, that it's a, just as a ridiculously depressing song. And uh, they do a little music video with uh, with Kermit, and he shoots up heroin, and it's just... Even though it stars Kermit, is one of the most depressing things I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's very easy to get a Kermit doll. And exactly, make yeah. a music video with it. Um, he's um, bu- bubbling crack. Uh, which you know, those those videos have their place, and you know those places just should be in front of everybody. Right, but I'm yeah, I'm just saying that uh, you know the Muppets have been. They've had a rocky life. The Muppets have. They've had a rocky life, and you know people, you know there's sort of cultural puppets that they can you know you can kind of use for anything and then they pop up uh well actually sesame street is the one with the Katy perry boobs incident oh right no i do i remember that vividly um because if you look for if you search for there's all these um uh like top 10 like puppets and music video lists that are actually really interesting my favorite one so far has been the lily allen video for alfie um, and there's all sorts of great other, you know, uh, music video uh, uh, lists or puppet, puppets in music video. Instances. So let's make ours. Let's make our top five. We'll 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 make ours Muppets. What's let's make our official top five list. 
which you go you go first with number five or should we start from number one so it's easier mm, uh, number one i'm gonna say is weezer's uh, keep fishing i really i think that out of all the ones that are like the let's incorporate puppets or muppets that's sort of like the gold standard they've got a narrative in there it's the muppets it's the real thing the real deal um and they really there's a there's a puppet human connection all right well then so number two has got to be the bohemian rhapsody one right yeah, we're talking about official music videos or just music videos with the Muppets in them? Just anything. You could even count the one where Kermit smokes crack. Oh, okay. okay. We're going to have our own, you know what I mean? Like, no holds bar. If it's if Kermit's face is in the music video, then it's got to go. It, it goes on this list. So do you want to re- reassess number one? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not reassessing number one. You're not. You're not. You're, hold on number one. All right. So number two has got to be Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Right. Okay, so then what's three? Number three, I, I would have to say is their "She Drives Me Crazy" uh, video because it, it does not just include uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy; it also has other celebrities from what looks like the late '90s. So actually, Conan's in there, uh, and Katie Couric, and Ozzy Osbourne, and a bunch of other people that I probably would have known who they were. And then Dennis Leary is in there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but for some reason, all these and Paul Reiser. Oh God, that's that's a solid number number uh, number three. Uh, I think number four, and I don't even know the song that he's doing because I don't know uh, songs very well like this. But it's uh, a <laughs> uh, it's a it's a uh, it doesn't matter though because we're gonna link to it in the show notes. And um, it's uh, but it, it's very appropriate for this site because it's Beaker doing like a like a like an acapella song essentially and there's six beakers and they're all kind of making different sounds to kind of create a song kind of like a barbershop quartet or something like that um but it's like very internet you know what i mean it's like a lot of people on the internet do this kind of cheesy thing Mm. and uh we won't mention who and um beakers doing it so totally number four Number five, I'm, I'm gonna go have to go with sort of the official corporate Muppets mashup video, which is of course the OK Go uh, Muppet theme song. Because so it actually, we, did have you seen it? They referenced the treadmill video in the beginning of it. They show up on treadmills. Uh yeah, totally. Uh, I'm a little saddened that um, Kermit smoking crack didn't win. Or it wasn't even in our top five. I don't know, man. Sometimes you gotta have respect for the legacy of Kermit the Frog, you know? It's a great point. It's a great segue into our interview. In fact, that point. That is. Uh, wait, what? Oh, what are you talking about? No, it's not a good segue at all. But it's no. a good It's a good point for us to stop talking about right. Muppets and start talking about Robbie. That's right. So, actually, when we said that you know, we're more hip hop and uh, I guess more, I guess, pop for me. Um, well, we're our music video. Our, our music video. Ta- the the people, the type of directors that we've typically interviewed uh, up until now, of course, have been either hip hop music videos or music videos who favor comedic styles. Right. Um, but I I mentioned uh, hip hop, and I should mention that. 
uh, Robbie Starbuck, who was the interview for this week, has directed one of the biggest names in hip hop, which is Snoop Dogg. For the Aaron uh, Ian wasn't a Snoop Dogg video it was uh, Ian Carey featuring Snoop Dogg called Last Night, and Snoop Dogg is featured heavily in it. Um, but Robbie is the uh, founder of RSM Media, which I presume stands for Robbie Starbuck Media. That would be a fair presumption. I believe that would be a fair presumption. Uh, he's based out of L.A., and some of the music videos to his name are um, The Sounds Dance with the Devil, uh, Times of Grace, Strength in Numbers, uh, Pierce the Veil, uh, and I can't, I'm can't. i going to leave that one out because I can't pronounce the name of the song, um, okay. and The Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Awada, a music video and short film. Um, and if you go on the on his uh, film insert page, he has an absolutely ton of music videos. Um, he has directed quite a few, um, and there are a lot of varying styles. A lot of them are really, um, you know, more hard rock. Would you would you say it's fair? It's also fair. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Robbie uh, was uh, kind enough to sit down and talk to us for a while about. Uh, you know what he's doing with uh, his company. You know, making music videos, uh, what he's been doing, and where he's looking to go. So let's check it out. Uh, our interview with uh, Robbie Starbuck. I, I kind of bridged that line um, almost like Mark Webb did um, when he was making more videos back in the day where you're kind of bridging that gap between rock and roll and um, commercial viability, you know? Um, and that's sort of, you know, I just do what attracts me, you know? I'm not always, I won't say I'm always attracted to the music. Um, it's definitely like sometimes it's a job, which is a, a negative thing. I'd like to get to the point one day like Mark did where it's not a job. Um, and it's you're picking and choosing which videos you do, um, but in general, as far as my concepts, it's just kind of what attracts me. I, I almost always uh, in my career have turned down videos where the artist already has an idea that they want me to work with, you know, um, because I know I'm not passionate about it. Then, you know, um, do you make uh, exceptions to that rule at all? Um, if if the idea is really awesome and they're open to me changing it a little bit. <laughs> Because I read uh, just for for an example that uh, the, you know the uh, Awada uh, short film and music video for the Smashing Pumpkins that you know Billy Corgan had a bit of a concept that he wanted to, wanted to work with was that one of the the times where you said you know this is a, a great thing that I I can work with? Yeah, well, he had a very uh, very very raw idea. Like what you see on screen was really like it was all expanded. The idea he had was really just like. I want to make a wrestling video that shows the plight of female wrestlers, and that was that was sort of it. Um, he had an idea on some girls he knew that he he liked for it and stuff, but aside from that, like the rest of it was sort of fleshed out by me. So that includes like the idea of making it both a music video and a, a short film that that came from you through the process. Yeah, no, definitely. It, from the very beginning, when he first said the idea. I immediately went to, well, I did this short film thing a little while ago for this band, Times of Grace, um, and you know, it looks like this. It's one of you know, I love doing it. It was a lot of fun, and it's way different. And he really liked the idea behind doing something like that. So um, that was kind of natural. I think in the in the end, he was always sort of like, uh, 
well, let's see how it looks like that. And worst case scenario, we'll do the music video, and then everybody ended up loving the short film. So, now when you're working on something that you know is going to have a longer form and a shorter form, what comes first? I mean, do you do the longer form first, first, then oh, you're yeah. like, oh, I got to fit this all into you know three and a half minutes for a video? I definitely do the longer form first um, because I, I feel like it would be it'd be strange to go from the short version to the long version because. Um, in music videos, sometimes, you know, you're, I don't know, it's so much quicker that sometimes you're almost backtracking your story, which I don't, it doesn't work, obviously, in film. You can't really backtrack your story at all um, and, like, show some, I mean, you can foreshadow if it's, I mean, that'll work, but the way you edit a video is so different that it definitely, like, it helps you creatively to do the long form first. Now, I, I want to... Uh backtrack a minute to talk about um, RSM, which is the company that you run. Um, now, you, you, how long ago did you start, did you, did you start the company? Um, well, in theory, I guess I started it actually when I was 15. Um, I graduated high school at 15 um, with, you know, I had really great grades and stuff and I got a perfect SAT and I got out of high school really early. Um, and I immediately wanted to do this this concept, and it's grown obviously over the years as I've learned more and whatnot. Um, so it's been a long time. But um, as far as like actually us doing this seriously and achieving what we want to do, and you know making money at it, I guess it's probably been about uh, five six years. And you've got sort of a, a stable of directors. You've got uh, five that are listed on the site. You know where did you come across those guys? Read those friends of yours beforehand. Um, there's there's actually more. We're about to update our website with new directors too. All those ones you see on there are obviously still there, um, but we're we're adding a couple more, three other ones um, that we're really excited about. Um, but as far as how we found them, um, well, Greg is my DP, and I pushed him forever. You need to direct videos, and he was really not so sure about it. Um, he just didn't feel like that was like for him, you know. Mm -hmm. he, he wanted to be a DP, but I convinced him and I was like, look, I'm going to get you some videos and you got to just fucking try it. <laughs> and um, he was like, all right. So, um, and then he loves doing it now. So it's definitely, it's definitely like more of a side thing for him as far as the directing goes. He loves DPing so much, but when there's a song that's really exciting, um, like the Rival Sun stuff, he was really excited about. Uh, it's definitely something he loves doing. So that's how I found him. And then Stefan had worked with Greg previously with another one of our old directors, Marco, um, was on RSM a while ago and he stopped directing videos. Um, and Stefan had produced for Marco. And uh, Stefan had met me because when Marco signed to the company, I started producing uh, that stuff too. And um, I love Stefan's attitude. And Stefan. Um, has kind of become my right-hand guy as far as um, the producing side goes. You said before that you were uh, you wanted to you know eventually hope to make music video directing not really a job um, and, and be able to pick and choose. How does um, the company kind of play into achieving that goal? Um, well, I, since the company is run by me, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of up to me, you know, which is cool. And that was one of, one of the things that was really important to me um, was that I wanted to have something where I was in control on every level, creatively and and whatnot. And I give my guys and the directors a lot of uh, they have they have a big voice too, you know. Like I always ask their opinion about things before I move ahead on them. But um, 
as far as like ultimate goals go, it's really just a matter of um, where the industry's at and what I, it's always about what you're doing. And I feel like especially the last year we've been doing so much that now we're getting a little bit more of the um, respect from you know our peers and video commissioners and whatnot to where um, I'm being offered more of the stuff that I want to be doing, you know, and I'm having a little more freedom to go, well, why don't we do something, you know, a little bit offbeat, you know, from a regular music video and stuff like that, you know, I think the short films prove that to people as well, um, because I, there's a big part of me that doesn't want to just make traditional music videos, um, so, you know, moving ahead and doing different creative things is really, really important. Now, when you say traditional music videos, um, you know, how are you interested in, in, you know, breaking out the art form and, you know, taking the music video concept and, and turning that into your own? Is it through sort of the medium, through the, you know, short films, uh, you know, versus the actual music form or, or, or do you have something else in mind? Well, I mean, the, the short form, you know, the short film thing is one thing and, I, you know, it's obviously not a completely um, original idea. I have no fascination that I came up with it, but, um, you know, just sort of introducing a new generation to that type of thing. But um, aside from that, um, there's definitely some, some goals in the next coming years to bridge it also into the tech world and do things that maybe don't live inside a camera, you know, um, and go to an editing bay, you know, like things that are just completely different that are sort of a new way to do music videos. Um, some of the stuff Chris Milk has touched on already with Google and whatnot, but... Um, I've got I've got some things in the works definitely that are going to be really exciting and very different. The one video that I, I wanted to ask you about that uh, caught my eye was the Escape the Fate Gorgeous Nightmare video because it's when when you watch it it's such a sort of sprawling ambitious video it's it must have been a huge undertaking to actually produce and and put together. Um, but I was also interested to hear about the. Uh, campaign the seven deadly sins campaign that went along with it so I wonder if you could talk about you know wh where that uh, campaign came from because I understand it was very successful and and, and um, you know how the, the music video played into that yeah um, I, I pretty much came up with all the stuff that went along with that video um, the only thing that you know the band came to me and they had um, one thing that they told me before, and I was the only person that they, they had right on it or anything like that. Um, the singer really wanted me to do it. As he said, you know, I want this to be about um, sins, you know, about sinning. And um, immediately my mind went to the seven deadly sins. And at the beginning, I was like, yeah, it's super cheesy. It's been done, you know, a million times. And the more I thought about it, I thought of a different way of doing it. And that's the video you see, obviously. One of my big goals with that video, though, was to go back to, um, I wanted to give a video, I wanted to put out a video that felt like those big videos, those big, you know, glam rock videos back, you know, in the 80s, early 90s, like early 80s to 90s, rather. Um, and I feel like we did that, you know, like where it looks super ambitious. And honestly, the budget wasn't like this fucking fantastic thing or anything. It wasn't like we had a million dollars to work with. Um, but we just, we, pulled so many resources. We shot that in one day. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, that was one of the big things. But as far as, you know, I'm always coming up with marketing ideas and I try to stay really involved in that whole capacity because 
I think one thing record labels have realized in working with me is that they're not just getting a video, they're getting a lot more than that. Like on YouTube, I have, I want to say it's 33 million views uh, right now, and I have a ton of subscribers and everything. So when they do a video with me, they're increasing their views already because there's a built-in fan base not only for the band but for myself as well, which is pretty unique um, for music video directors. And um, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't on purpose. You know, like everything as far as RSM goes is is definitely um, designed to be the way it is. Um, and we're very, very, we take the design end and the, the marketing end as seriously as we do the creative and the video and the business end. Um, so things like that I always think about because what use is it to make a great video if it's not seen all over the world, you know? Um, so that's where those ideas kind of come from is, is I want people to see it, you know, just like anybody else does. I, I'm so glad that you said that, you know, trying to, you know, give that feel to the music video because I, when I was watching it, I was like, this is, it reminds me so much of when, you know, mu like rock music videos were really, really badass and it just really had that, that feeling and that atmosphere to it. Um, I mean, wh what did you guys do to, to, to bring that atmosphere and, you know, in either shooting it or, or the whole conception of it. Cause I can't believe you guys shot that in a day. It's such a huge video. Yeah. I mean, we, we, it was a long day. I want to say it was like, I want to say it was close to 20 hours. It was 18 or 20. It was our longest one day shoot ever. Um, but yeah. as far as making it look like that, I mean, that was a lot of the production design, um, that I brought to it. Um, the location itself where we shot that was actually super cheesy. Um, so we had to do quite a bit of work to make it look the way it did. Um, but it was just really creative production design and really creative sourcing. And um, a lot of the wardrobe in the videos custom that um, I came up with. And then I worked with a, a wardrobe artist uh, that does like a lot of like bondage, latexy stuff. And I wanted that vibe in it. So I kind of like molded those designs together with her of what I wanted and um, I was super involved on that pretty much on every end I I was co-producing it with Stefan I worked on the wardrobe and the production design I directed obviously I edited and um, I hand, had a hand in coloring it as well so um, it was definitely like one of those videos where I was involved on all ends uh, it's uh, this this video is kind of um, since it's about sins, uh, kind of the perfect lead-in uh, to the millionaires videos. You know, in, in a lot of music videos, and, and and music videos are always accused of objectifying women. And I think in the millionaires videos, if any anybody's objectified, it's men. And I think that that's probably awesome because it's kind of like giving men the unfair end of it. Does, does that kind of thing ever cross your mind or is it just something that, you know, it's... Oh yeah, no, definitely. There was um, that Jezebel site, that it's like a women's feminist sort of gawker, I guess. Um, they, they were super pissed about the Millionaire's videos and I, I thought it was so <laughs> funny and I actually hit up the editor of the article that wrote this big thing on it and I was like, hey, you know, this is from the director, like, I am one of the most respectful guys of women that you will ever meet like on set. I'm probably the only music video director that has not tried to do one of the girls in his videos like not once. I've never dated one, nothing. You know, like I'm a married dude. I respect women beyond all belief. I have a daughter like, you know, aside from that though, like I just don't see how you see that in the video because 
intentionally, I was making, you know, I was doing the opposite. And I was actually um, flipping the switch and making it men that are being, you know, sort of demoralized in the videos. Um, and I try to do that with each one. To be super honest, um, if I could go back, I would probably have um, maybe not done those. But, um, and only because I lost this one really huge video this year because I had done those videos. The artist that uh, had hired me found out I did those videos and um, they didn't want to do a video together anymore and I like uh, just creatively was super bummed about that. Uh, but as far as that concept, yeah, I mean I definitely intentionally was um, going after the men instead of the women. It's interesting that you said that you lost out on a, on a video opportunity based on, on previous work. Was that something that I mean, I'm, it, it sounds like that's something that didn't really cross your mind uh, going into those videos. Is that true? No, it did. It did. It did cross my mind. I was just—I I guess I was at a place where I was feeling like being risky, you know, and I just felt like doing it because that—that um, that particular thing you guys mentioned about flipping the switch and kind of turning it on men really attracted me to like do that in a video. Um, so you know. I guess it, it did cross my mind, especially after I did three videos for them. Um, so I knew going in what I was getting into. I just um, I was hoping it would be for artists I didn't care about, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, you can't get them all. You know, we just try to. The uh, I mean, like I said, you have a lot of, of videos. Do, do you have what's the what's the tally? What are you up to in terms of directing number of videos? I, I lost count. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't even give you a good guess. I know that produced and directed. It's it's a, probably around or over two hundred. Wow. Uh, and a lot of them have a performance aspect to them. Um, in terms of your directing style, are, are you somebody who is a heavy coacher of performances, or or do you kind of stand back and and you know let them let them do your thing do their thing? I have really heavy direction into the performances, um, like really heavy. A lot of the bands, uh, I'll say this, there's some bands I've done videos for that have gotten, you know, like tons, tons of views and, you know, like really exploded off the videos, rock specifically, um, that the performances are awesome in the video and when they showed up to set, they look like morons playing. Um, so <laughs> I definitely have a, like a really big hand in that. Um, and I would don't necessarily like like doing performance videos, but sometimes it's it's necessary, you know. And I get that because I I have that marketing sort of sensibility in me as well as the creative side of wanting to do something different. Um, so sometimes it's got its place, and when it does, I want to make sure it's like in your face, like very energetic performance. You know, I don't like lazy stuff. Um, are you able to be? So kind of, you know, apply so much direction to, a per, you know, someone's performance uh, kind of regardless of what the artist is. Like in the case of like, let's just say Snoop Dogg, um, who you directed, um, are you able to still kind of keep that heavy hand with the direction? Absolutely. hundred percent. There's about actually, you know what, I, I might have directed Snoop Dogg more than anybody ever has. He was like, he, he told me on set, he was like, uh well, this will sound like an ego trip, but he did say it. He said that I was the most rockin' best director he ever worked with. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, why is that? And he was like, he was like, because you're the only one who ever gave me any goddamn direction. 
<laughs> people always just let him do his thing. But um, with the concept we were doing, you know, with all the writing and all that, he had to have like his hands in the very specific spot at the very specific time. So um, he had to have very specific direction. Um, and I think he appreciated that. You know, I'm not really like, I definitely would never shy away from directing somebody the way I felt like something would be best because that's what they're hiring me to do. Um, and if they felt like they could do it better, then they, they should hire themselves, you know? I love that video because every, everything else is, there's, there's not a lot of special effects in it. But once Snoop Dogg comes onto the scene, it's just like an explosion of special effects and, and you know, really interesting and, and, and well done effects. Um, I was wondering if you talk about the concept of that video and, and, you know, when you, you know, obviously Snoop Dogg's a pretty famous guy when you found out you're going to be working with him, you know, what, to, you know, how that concept came about. Um, well, actually, what happened was one of the other artists in the video, Ian, um, he saw one of my he saw in my reel these shots of uh, like musicians painting their instruments with their fingers. I don't know if you guys have seen that, like painting it with light. And then there's like this big room of words that have been painted in light along the walls. Anyways, we did that years ago and it. The video hasn't come out yet because the uh, the label owner for that band died. The band's record got sold to Roadrunner, and the record's just coming out this coming year. So that video is going to come out, but he saw a piece of it. He showed Snoop, and Snoop loved it. And they came to me and said, hey, can you make that video for us? And I said, no, I can't make that video for you because I'm, I'm doing that. Um, that video is going to come out, and I, I don't do the same thing twice. And they were like, well, what can you do? like sort of that's in that same vein special effects wise and I was like actually I have another idea sort of um, up my sleeve that's along that same same lines um, with visual effects so um, I just told them what it was and they you know they did it I didn't even write a treatment I don't think before they uh, approved it I just told them over the phone so do you kind of just have like a, a stack of ideas uh, you know ready to go for when a, a video crosses your path um, because it sounds like you know you have these ideas kind of ready when the artists approach you, um, or is it more um, you know something that happens throughout? Um, I've definitely got um, I've got okay, so I, I I do both. I've got a stack of ideas that are like my favorite ideas that just pop into my head, and then I've also got. Um, you know, I get tracks come in every week that the song inspires me to do something else, you know, which is more often. More often I'm, I'm making up ideas based on the song. I wanted to uh, ask you about where humor comes into your videos. Because, um, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, with rock music, you know, a lot of the video tones are... are are serious, especially with, you know, pieces uh, like the Times of Grace, Strength in Numbers, where it's, where, I mean, that could be, and it is a short film, it's, you know, it looks like a motion picture, it's got that tone of it, um, and then there are, you know, there are other, the video that comes to mind is the dance, Gavin dance, me and Zoloff get along just fine, where yeah. it's just, it's like the rid ridiculously explosive open, and then out of the blue, there's this uh, cardboard stand-up of Magic Johnson, which I don't know why, but it just cracked me up when I when I saw it the first time. Um, you know, where do you think humor has 
a place in your music videos and 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 where do you when do you use that as a tool um you know i i think it depends on the artist if i see something that needs that you know because i'm not particularly a very like a funny guy with my ideas i'm actually i'd like to think i'm pretty funny in real life but that's only because i have a toddler um <laughs> but aside from aside from that like um you know i guess I, I don't know. I'm not sure I even have an answer for that. It just kind of depends on the artist, you know, um, because I'm not particularly like my mind's not particularly attracted to comedy videos. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I guess I guess. Yeah, there's little glimpses of I mean, especially in like the millionaires video or like the, um, you know, the aesthetic lullaby toxic video where it has this more lighthearted, lighthearted feel. There's those comedic elements. Um, which I think is, you know, we've we've talked to directors who do, who, you know, their their kind of mo is this very comedic style. Um, so I thought it was, you know, there's there's definitely a sort of a subtle undertone when you want to bring it out. I think that works very well. Is there a video or maybe a, a couple of videos that if you that you would say really embody your style as a director? Um, I would say yeah, I'd say that like my personal favorites that I've done would be um, the sounds dance with the devil. Um, Escape the Fate, Gorgeous Nightmare, Times of Grace, Strength in Numbers. Um, would those would be my? And then uh, there's another video actually, one of my least viewed videos, Mother Father Order. The song's called Order, um, and yeah, that's a, it's a it's the it's, black it's, and white one. It's sort of a yeah, yeah, it's got a very interesting style to it. It's sort of like an old, uh, old um, silent film style. Yeah, they've all got a piece, honestly. You know, like there's little pieces in each one of me, so it's hard to say which one. I guess the August Burns Red video, definitely. That uh, that's the stop motion one. That one's really, um, definitely one of my favorites. I've done. Um, it's t that's a tough question because I feel like they all do. I feel like they all have a different piece of me that like represents me differently you know what i mean right is there and we've, we've started asking directors this uh because we find there's there's always one or two and you don't have to mention them but is there anything i mean when you do a lot of videos are there any ones you just wish you'd never touched or wanted wanted to own oh absolutely i'm not ashamed at all to say um what uh, in fact <laughs> i just shot a video this month that uh, i definitely wish i hadn't done because they were total jerks <laughs> Uh, we, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave their name out because I still have to edit their video. Um, but uh, let me go down the list. Um, well, definitely the Millionaires video uh, because it lost me a video I really, really wanted. Um, Blood on the dance floor because I found out that the guy that's the singer is a pedophile. Ooh, that's yeah. Yeah, that's good good reason. That'll do. I found that out after. If I had known before, I would have never. And I mean, like convicted pedophile. Um, so, you know, that, that definitely made me wish I had never met the guy. Um, let me see, is there any other ones? You know what, actually, I think, I think aside from that, I'm pretty proud of, like, cool with everybody else that I've worked with. In fact, I'm friends with the Millionaire Girls. Like, I don't have, like, an issue with them. I just wish I hadn't done it because I lost this huge video, but, yeah. Um, yeah, they showed up in another video. I can't remember which one, but they've, they've... So yeah, 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 the uh, Breathe Carolina video. Right, right. Did you tell, did you tell them that, about <laughs> that, or did you keep that from them? 
The breathing turtle. No, no. Did you tell millionaires that? Oh no, they, I didn't tell them that. This they, this will be a total surprise to them. They'll probably find out too. They always find out whenever I say anything. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably find out. Yeah, I think they listen to our podcast already. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's life. Most likely, yeah. Um, and we and we want we also wanted to mention because we were talking about this before, uh, on the show. Um, you you have cast one of our favorite uh, bit actors, uh, Michael Q. Schmidt, as the glutton in the um, yes. Gorgeous Nightmare video. We thought that was awesome. Yeah, no, I was stoked on that. I love that guy. He's fu- he's so funny. I think I'll definitely put him in something else too. So you haven't seen the last of him in one of my videos because I, I just found him so hilarious. Yeah, no, he was great. And and what, what were you familiar were you familiar with his like Tim and Eric work? Yeah, 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 Tim and Eric. I haven't gotten to watch Tim and Eric since I got married, but uh, before, <laughs> before that, I used to watch it. Um, I have to pretend I don't like cartoons now, but um, <laughs> I, that sucks. I secretly do. Yeah, no, in the middle of the night sometimes when I like completely have insomnia, I'm super stoked actually, not bummed out like most people are when they're like, oh, I have a young kid, they keep me up all night. I'm like, awesome, I'm going to go sit on the in the living room with her. Because my wife's dead asleep, and I'm gonna go watch cartoons. <laughs> like I'll just turn on Adult Swim, and you know my daughter will fall right asleep on me, and I'll just get to watch cartoons. So I'm stoked on that. Um, I guess finally, uh, I wanted to ask a, a question about the music video industry because you know we talked to a lot of different artists, and some of them are doing it on the side. Some of them have day jobs as as editors. Um, you know, what is your relationship to the work? I mean, is music videos every, everything you do? And, you know, with the indus- and along with that, with the industry, you know, being what it is right now, how do you find, you know, keeping a company in business that does music video, music videos, you know, what's the, what's the sort of market like? Um, all I do is music videos and mm-hmm. run the company. And um, I, I make a little bit of money um, just as far as being a director, just like random, really random stuff like consulting image-wise on different things or um, doing a, talking at a school, like the weird stuff, you know, really random stuff like that. But really I do those more for enjoyment. But, um, you know, I want all my guys to make money enough to where this is all they have to do and I want myself to do the same thing, you know. Starbuck video. Um, my favorite Robbie Starbuck video is probably the Snoop Dogg one. Yeah. Probably the one with Snoop Dogg because, um, and that only comes after the interview. That only comes after the interview, and only because of the the story that. No, I'm lying. Ask me again. So, Doug, what is your Favorite Robbie Starbuck music video? Every Millionaire's music video. You know what? <laughs> it's funny. When you watch all of his videos, those ones stand out just because they're so colorful and the girls are just selling it like you wouldn't believe. I mean, if they, if they didn't sell it, they couldn't. You know what I mean? Like, Right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work. 
they gotta sell it. Mine uh, is the Times of Grace Strength in Numbers video. I thought that was a very the production values I felt thought were through the roof on that. They had sort of a post-apocalyptic video, and they they did a really good job. Even the you know the guy who plays the main character there, he's got a tough tall order. He's got a He's got some primal screams he's got to get through. Um, he's got a lot of uh, raw emotional uh, bits in there and did, did, it, uh, did a great job. So, um, so yeah, Rob, that was Robbie Starbuck. I hope everybody enjoyed that. I do too. I, I, I do too. I hope that. So, so, Adam, I beat you to the question. What's your pick of the week? Well, I got a special one this time. Mm. They're all special. But mm-hmm. I, I've there's some music videos that I, I watch repeatedly, you know, just because I, I like watching the music video better than I like watching the song because there's it's just fun things about the music video. Um, so this one is a few years old, but I think it's just still a, a goodie. It is uh, Shakira Waka Waka this time for Africa. Great pick. Have you seen this music video? Of, of course I have. Now. Yeah, it, according to YouTube, it is it sometimes it sometimes changes, but it is the number three most viewed music video of all time on YouTube. Um, and if you look at Vivo, it also and again this changes frequently, and depending on what category you're looking at, it is also definitely in the top ten and usually in the top five. Um, as you know, in I think it was 2009 uh, or 2010, I can't remember. The uh, World Cup was held in Africa, and they decided let's have a song uh, to kind of promote it, uh, commission a song, and they got Shakira, who's from Colombia, not from Africa. And well, some people were a little angry about that, but nevertheless, she made the song, um, and or some would say kind of lifted it from another uh, African band, but we won't get into that, into the politics of that. And it is Shakira featuring Freshly Ground, which is an African band. So they got the African uh, stuff in there. So they made a music video for it. And it is, I think, pretty great. I can do without the um, clips of past World Cup matches. I think that kind of makes it a little bit cheesier. But um, I definitely have a big respect for dance videos that actually are interesting to watch and especially interesting to watch in repeated viewings and usually Shakira whether it's really awful or really great Shakira usually delivers in this uh, in this capacity and she definitely does uh, for this video they got some really interesting dance moves it's her it's kind of a weird she's kind of got this flying V of, of dancers they've got some pretty looks like advanced next level moves um, but the uh, the other thing I really like is they bring in some kids at the end who bring a lot of personality to the video, and they've got they're kind of doing some of the moves, and it just feels like a it's hard to create sort of like a party atmosphere and kind of create a video that looks like everybody's having fun, and you know the whole World Cup thing is about a celebration and a celebration of Africa and things like that, and it's tough to fit into a three and a half minute video, and. Uh, the director, uh, Marcus Raboy, did a great job of that. Um, I agree that he did do a great job of that. Um, sorry, I just killed a bug. Um, that was right in front of me. Uh, so my pick of the week, Adam, it's by an artist uh, named Kina 
uh, Granis. Mm, I'm bad at names. Keenan Granis, <laughs> and and it's uh, but this the song is called In Your Arms, and uh, the director is Greg Jardin, um, and this this video is like this video is insane, insane. Um, it's the only way the only way I can describe it. Um, uh, it's uh, it's a stop motion video, basically that consists of nearly 300,000 jelly beans and the artist. But just like the thing that, the things that are, are done with these jelly beans as kind of animation tools uh, is just kind of like, it's really kind of breathtaking, um, the stuff that he does. And I don't want to like overhype this video, but like I, I think I read somewhere that it took him like 22 months to make this video, so. Um, I, I don't think any, I don't think my, I can overhype it, knowing that it, it took that much time. I mean, it's a very, it, it just seems very ambitious when you hear that, and then when you see it, you can kind of see the time spent. Oh yeah, I'm watching it right now, this is ridiculous. Yeah, and it, it just, it kind of, you know, kind of, when you have a, a concept like this that starts early with this a kind of idea you know it's only going to grow and the things that it kind of progresses to it's just, just really impressive it's really impressive he he definitely took the time and and uh you know there's points where it's it's like really detailed small animations of the artist um as jelly beans and even the small fig even the small characters are still singing the lyrics um, incredibly detailed video and really, really great, and um, comes highly recommended from Filmed Insert. Oh, I love jelly beans too. Yes, it makes me very hungry. Makes me very hungry, as as if I didn't already want to make rib. <laughs> God, I every time they bring back the make rib, I just want, I just, it's just one of those things where they're 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 making you like feel like you're an idiot if you don't like have a hipster crush on the McRib. to see another fast food company just kind of figure like try that like if Wendy was, was like we're bringing back the crispy nugget wish or whatever you know whatever it doesn't matter it could be just like act like it's don't you remember the crispy nugget witch 